from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and boy, do I have a treat for you guys today. On the show, joining me today is two-time national champion, Husker running back, Green Bay Packer, now taking over as director of Nebraska Esports right here in Lincoln. Amon Green, how did it feel to walk over on campus and be back in the stadium here? Man, it feels great. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, let me, I said, I never, obviously, as a player, I didn't get a chance to walk in all the gates. Like, I know the West Gates real easy. When you say, when it was 18, I'm like, where is that at? Let me find out. <laughs> then I see this monster being built next to us here. Uh, the, it looks like it's good. the Hall of Fame going to be the Hall of Fame or something. I'm like, good gracious. Like, where did that come from? But Because I was just here uh, in the fall watching. Uh, it was a Gophers game I came to. And when the, when we played the Sooners early in the season, I yeah. saw both of those games. And this I don't think that started. Unless it, it might have started by then. But I didn't come out this way. I came. I think I went out West Stadium. Oh, I mean, because obviously we see it every day. And every day there for a while we're like, there's something new or progress. And if you would leave for a couple of days or come back or, uh-huh. or for a week, it was amazing how much – how quickly it's gone up. It is. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, man, this is sweet. I'm like, I like this. <laughs> um, new yeah, thing, it's going to be awesome. And that's one thing that this new, new coaching staff is really selling when, when they get kids on here is, hey, this is going to be the best of the best. Yeah, because it's another indoor facility, correct? It, it's going to be attached. But, I mean, just everything, all the bells and whistles that could ever be needed for a football player. I mean, it's got to be uh, something that you kind of like as a nice. recruit, right? Oh, 100%. You mean, you mean eSports player too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Well, let's start there. I mean, what brought you back to Lincoln? I mean, a new role and yeah. a, a new opportunity here, right? Yeah, 100%. So I'm a lecturer. Um, come spring break, after spring break, my class starts. It's going to be a short eight-week course, and it's going to be intro to eSports. So I'll be breaking down the basically the team side of it, team development, player development, coach development, you know, how players need to develop in terms of communication between each other because a lot of the games that we play going to compete in and that they – actually, the club teams are already competing in, they're multiplayer games. There are three, there are three players on the team, five, six, uh, four players on the team. And so you got to have that clear communication, just like here in the studio when you have a big show than this one, when it's multiple people coming in and out, you got to make sure, you know, it's in terms of timing and, and what the topics are and – what camera, you know, even though it's like, like I've just meant, found out they're AI, so they work on their own. Um, <laughs> but you got to have that clear communication. So right. teaching that to, that's what I'm going to be teaching in that class. And then teaching the, what we call, what I call digital citizenship, which is sportsmanship. You know, know how to, you know, treat a teammate the proper way, how to talk to them, uh, how to talk and, you know, approach an opponent, you know, somebody that you either, you just beat or you just lost to. Because in the gaming, in the, I say normal, I'm going to say normal, but, in some instances, there's gamers that are going to beat somebody and they rub it in and trash talk them, and that's not good. You're you know? not a fan of that. No, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. I was, I, I, was, I was raised in a household. My two brother brothers played football. Um, my dad, my stepdad played football, and it was no trash talking because if you trash talk, you're eventually going to get blew up too. You're going to get hit real hard right. if you're going to try, you know, show, try to show somebody up. Act so, like you've been there before, exactly. right? Exactly. Act like you've been there before. So I'm, I'm preaching the same thing in my classroom. I preach the same thing with um, my players where I was at. I was at Lakeland University prior. So that was one of my big rules before I found out how good you were at Rocket League or how good you were at Valorant. I want to know how what type of person you are. Are you that player that's going to, you know, you get beat and you're going to shake the player's hand saying good game, you know. 
you got me, and then walk away. Not good game. You suck and blah blah blah. None, <laughs> none of that. It's like, all right, you know, are we won and say, hey man, good game. Y'all play this tough and catch you next time. Just something like that because you got to have that respect. And and gaming obviously has little, I say some uh, some things about it that people look at it kind of frowned upon. You know, the trash talking, the uh, obviously typical. I remember back, you know, when I was younger, that it was the typical kid in the basement. You know, he's eating, he or she is eating, you know, bad food and they got a Mountain Dew or Coca-Cola, you know, they got soda around them and it's, you know, they mad at their mom for whatever, you know, they're spouting up and being disrespectful. And it's like, really, it's not that picture you no know, more. You know, there's gamers that are obviously in school on campus right now that are very highly competitive. They practice together. Like the team, what I love about the program, what I found out, um, Jade, I, can't, I, don't, I don't have her last name, but her first name, Jade is the president and she... And her, I say, friends and class, local classmates, the, the game managers, game advisors, they've been running this program efficiently for three years. And so my job, how I look at it, is just kind of come and help it out and, like, upgrade it a little bit. But I don't want to change nothing about it other than, you know, get more funding, you know, get more attention, more eyes on what the student body has already done. They, they built out about six or seven teams, and per team, per I say, yeah, six, six, six or seven teams, and per team for each game, it's like three teams per game. So you got a lot of kids that, that are dedicated. They're playing from their dorm rooms. They're playing from their apartments. So my job is to say, hey, no, you could come to, you know, the, the union, or we could come to our own build, you know, a place to now practice and play. You don't have to play from, your, from Abel or Harper. You could just come, come right to wherever we're going to be. And I say we're going to start – actually, we're going to start over in the student union. Um, come Friday, we're going to do a walkthrough. Myself and uh, Sherry Vell, who is the dean of students at the College of Journalism, we're, we're taking our walk, first walkthrough of the area to kind of talk and – you know, talk things out where things are going to go. You know, early, early um, planning of taking over that area. Right, it's right next to where you get your in card. It's in that little you know, nook of an area right across the walkway from Chick Fil A and Steak and Shake. Which I'll go there maybe once or twice a week. I'll, <laughs> I'll try to avoid that. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's how it starts. We, we got to give the kids a little bit more motivation. Be like, oh man, we got now we have a space. And then the next grade, next step from that is having our own dedicated bigger area, you know, having a film viewing room where we could break down film, maybe, you know, get a locker room, um, have a little um, cafeteria area for our, you know, that is dedicated. Because once the players, and this goes for all sports, you know, once the athlete or student athlete knows we have our own area on campus, they feel, you know, that's their second home. You know, they know that, okay, when we wake up after classes are done, then I could go over to esports facility and dig into practice and you know whatever if I'm having a bad day I could go there and feel a little better because this is our dedicated space so you know obviously I know you've you've talked a lot about how much you love Lincoln and your time here so how much was that part of it too is is getting back to this community and and being able to have an opportunity here in Lincoln yeah I say 100% the part of it because I've been knocking on the door to, as a you know to be a part of the football program for a long time and it just it, the timing you know, didn't work out and that, that was fine with me well the way I'm built is something a door shut just like you heard before one door shut and another door is open I just kept grinding in other passions and one of the, and the passion was just playing video games um, going to all the the comic cons or the E3s the PAX East and West and the dream hacks and and then you know making contacts and so building out I say building out my portfolio of things where where I started to shoutcast 
gaming events, uh, tournaments for Gears of War, for Halo, for Super Smash Brothers, Rocket League, and making those contacts, those companies like Epic Games and EA Sports, Microsoft, and letting them know, you know, on top of what they see, because when they see me, they know, oh, you're the guy who used to play for the Packers, running back, played at Nebraska, but you're into gaming too? Like, really? I'm like, yeah. I mean, this is something I love to do. I mean, it's my thing. Like, a lot of my teammates, I, tell, I say this all the time, a lot of my teammates now and then they go golfing or they go sh- go hunting. I say, yeah, I go hunt on with a joystick and, <laughs> and, a, uh, and a monitor <laughs> with, in Halo or Call of Duty. So I play games. So that was my hobby to do. And it's, I, I turned that hobby and pa- another passion of mine into something more, uh, t- you know, more tangible and something I could grab and touch and help help students grow in this, uh, I say, in this program at the school and to make us part of, the whole goal is to make us part of the athletic department so we can get, bring that same um, excitement, you know, to, to another area of, of competition, which is esports. Who was the most formidable, te- formidable teammate opponent that you've ever faced? Packer, uh, Husker? Oh, well, I'll, yeah, Husker is easy. It's a couple, uh, too. Shout out to Tony Ortiz. And Jay Sims, Jay, uh, Tony was a linebacker. We were the same class, ni- class of 95. Uh, and he was, he, we, I say part of the reason he was a gamer is was his dad owned an arcade. So, so Tony was from New York, but went to Connecticut and then went to high school there at Waterbury, Connecticut High School. And uh, his dad owned an arcade, like an old school arcade with the old Pac-Man and Galaga, Miss Pac-Man. And so he would go obviously with his dad to work. So it's like, I said, dude, really? And so then, obviously, that morphed into him being really good at Tech Mobile and all the games we were playing. John Madden football at that time on campus, where we were just playing for pride. But he would he would beat you up. And then another guy was uh, Jay Sims. He would play, and I never like I, I I like when he would ask me to play. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I don't want to play you because I want to go to bed without knowing that you just put a hundred points on me on the NCAA football right now. And he's like, no, I'll just play. I'm like, all right, I'll play. But I already know I'm going to lose because he just knew everything about the game. But, I, you know, on my own time, I would play, you know, those games, Street Fighter or Legend of Zelda, older games like that, just to kind of, you know, get away from school and have fun like that. But those two guys for sure on campus here were the top dogs. And I say the good thing is I beat them both since that time. <laughs> So I finally, like, but it took 30, 40, almost 40 years after the fact. Oh, that's awesome. And then NFL-wise, no, it wasn't too many NFL teammates, except for the teammates. Actually, when I was in uh, Houston for a few years, and it was a group of teammates because it was uh, Matt Schaub. He was our quarterback. Ephraim Salam. I said uh, David Walters or Walters. Last name was Walters. He's a wide receiver. But they were all really good at Halo, and I wasn't at the time. Until I got put on IR that year, then I got really good because I had a lot of talent on my hands. So before I got put on IR, I was TP. That was my nickname for target practice because I was the one getting easy points for them, for their team to win. But uh, I took it to heart and learned. And like I said, I was on rehab. So I got, I mean, I was on IR. So I had a lot of time to get better at the game. And I did before I clocked out of being a Texan. Um, I, I was like, yeah, I'll I hold the hat down there a little bit. And I'll, I'll love to see those guys if they hear this rematch me let's go we can have some fun <laughs> oh that's awesome how fun people might ask how do you coach esports that's what you're going to be doing with the nebraska esports Correct. program how do you coach that um it's uh just like you would coach any other coaches that coach here in any other um, athletic programs football baseball basketball volleyball tennis golf you know you you got 
your warm-up part of practice, you know, or you have your film review, you have your, your game planning, and it's the same idea. So taking a game like Valorant, for example, or even League of Legends, being a, like I said, multiplayer game, it's five players on each team, so that means you have, for Nebraska here, we have two teams of league teams, you know, league players. So that means we have 20 or almost, or we have 50, almost 15 players to make up two teams or three teams. And so now those players will, for, for one, will, will, will sit down and you will talk about game planning. We'll, we'll t break down some film of our previous game. Um, and I'm pretty sure the students already do that because they're doing really good. They're winning games with in league, they're winning games in Valorant, they're winning games in, uh, in Rocket League. So you do just that. You break that, that film, because that's how you get better. You look at your, your, your strengths, you look at your mistakes, break it down, take notes, and you got to be open to that constructive criticism to get better. Um, and I, I would say these players here, I believe they have that because they've been functioning on their own, even though you know it's it's not, you know, a lot of people know about it. But that's part of my job to let people, you know, that's why we're talking right now to let people know about the program. And that's basically what our, what our day. Eventually, once we get to that point where we have this is the varsity team because we're going to still have the club part of it because the club part of it is going to help develop players that want to get to the varsity level. Um, that was like when I got here my freshman year, there was still a freshman locker room and the varsity locker room. Freshman locker room was in um, North Stadium. Varsity locker room was in South Stadium. You had to prove by you had to prove yourself by learning the plays, playing hard, not making a whole lot of mistakes, and then the coaches would tell you, oh, yeah, you made it to the varsity locker room. And so that's kind of the same mindset here. And I think a lot of teams do that across the country, not just here, but you know, even the pro organizations of esports teams around the world, that's what they do. They have a club team attached to the, the pro side because then you can always develop players and have a pool of players that you could pull from if you find a player that's that diamond in the rough that can then uh, be on your roster. So how awesome is it for you that you get to combine two passions with Nebraska and Esports is is awesome. I mean, I I'm in, I've been smiling all week ever since I got here. Um, I actually got here a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just smiling. Like, man, you know, I get to, you know, do something that, for one, I'm probably the only former pro athlete doing, um, but I'm not the only person doing this. I'm gonna be. I met coaches at Midland. I met coaches at Bellevue University, right up in Omaha, um, West Nebraska Westland. I met those coaches at other tournaments, you know, at other events. So I could communicate with them. Or I've been communicating with them already. So now, now that they know I'm here, we can then like, do more in-person events. Um, we were just talking before this podcast started how we could play against each other, you know, Kearney and UNO. And so we could plan those out and where they're, we go to Kearney or they come here or what, and vice versa to have that kind of in-state rivalry, but in-state, I say, competition to help us get better, you know, at what, the games we play. So, and we were talking, too, that maybe we can make this a series. Hopefully that's, that's the goal where we can talk Nebraska eSports and Husker football yes. moving forward. Because I, I, I would imagine, too, I didn't know much about it, and yeah. you were kind of educating me on, on how it all works. How about fans would love to know more about it, too. So I think something maybe we could get in the works. But I did have to ask you about what's been your perspective of the excitement around just this football program and since Matt Rule and his staff have, have taken over. Man, it's a lot of excitement. I mean, new coaching staff coming in always it brings excitement but like from a player point of view and I say I could speak on even the players here even though it's an age difference but there's one thing about I know it's a few players is like man you know we're starting from scratch you know if they're seniors or juniors 
but then also it's like, okay, now me as a player, I put myself in their shoes. I'm like, also, okay, yeah, we starting from scratch. That's going to be an uphill battle because now we got to learn. I'm an offensive player, so I got to learn a whole new playbook, a whole new verbiage. Um, I basically got to go from speaking Spanish to Russian, maybe. Um, defensive player, same obstacles, but we want to get better, right? You know, that's what I always ask myself. I want to get better, right? And the answer is yes. Basically, hell yes. I want to get better, and I want to start winning. And we're in a conference, in the Big Ten, as we know, is a conference that <laughs> there's a lot of, I say, posturing and debating on who's the best. And I, rem- I tell my, I have teammates in the NFL that I played with that were Big Ten players, and I told them right. I told them all the time. I said, look, if we would have walked in the Big Ten in 1995 it'd probably not be a Big Ten right now, or y'all would not be happy with us, just letting you know. Um, but the players here today, they have a chance to bring it back to that standing, you know, to, to change things around here and do it themselves. So then people that play in the Big Ten, other teams and coaches and media, they, they are not going to, you know, downplay Nebraska going to Michigan, downplay Nebraska going to Ohio State, you know, kind of giving Ohio State, giving the Wolverines the victory already because – we're, we're, we're still trying to develop our program. And so I believe Matt Rawl, Matt Rule and his team, seeing what they've done or seeing what he's done, because I know some of the coaches have been with him, not, not all his stops, and some have. You know, some been with him at Baylor, some been with him at Temple and Carolina. And so, but on level, he knows them enough to say, hey, come here, help me build out his program. And I say that's something that's good to know because what you saw, what he did with Baylor, for me, um, that says a lot because as a as a coach, you got to know um, how to get players to play, not only for themselves and for the player next to them, but actually for you as a coach. Because this is the college level, and the kids are still growing as people, as, as young adults. So they've got a lot going on other than football. They they're just moving from away from home for maybe the first time, or you know they're now they're dealing with classes, they're dealing with maybe getting a job or what have you. Um, so you got a lot going on for a young adult. So you got to find that focus as a coach. You're like, all right, let me get your attention for a second. Trust me, you get, I, you, I give you everything I got. You give me everything you, you got, we can make this thing work. And so that's where, because that's what I remember back in the day with uh, Coach Osborne. You know, he gave us those opportunities. He basically said, if you work hard for it, you'll get what you deserve. And that's kind of how my career went. You know, I worked hard, pushed hard, learned the playbook and playing hard as a player, not worrying about if I'm the starter or not, just worrying about when I get my opportunity, when would that be, you know, that I, I better make sure I play hard to, to show the coaches and my teammates that I could do this. Okay, so again, we're going to reschedule you. We're going to have you come back. But if people yeah. right now that are listening in want more information <clears throat> on Nebraska Esports, where do they get that? Um, through, we're all through Nebraska Esports is on Instagram and Twitter at Nebraska Esports. Um, I say for myself, I'm at I'm on Instagram, I'm on Green Thirty. Kept you know thirties. I was that was my college number and that was my pro number. So, um, and so I'm on Instagram and TikTok is Amon Green's Gamers Lounge, which is one of the three podcasts I do. Maybe four. Yes, four. Four soon <laughs> because we're gonna do a Husker podcast right in this area. Um, so Amon Green Gamer Lounge, I started four years ago, right the year before COVID, and been doing it for that time. And my co-host John Audius, he's a he was a he was a radio personality for iHeart. He left, you know, or once COVID hit, they kind of, he was one of the guys, unfortunately, they let go, but he jumped. I said, hey, man, look, you got a spot here. And he said, he got into it. He wasn't a gamer. I kind of transformed him 
into that. Now he plays Rocket League and he talks video games once a week, you know. So we've been doing that for four years. So we're on, um, like I said, we're on TikTok and we're on Twitch and YouTube as well. And then my own Twitch channel is, of course, you know, like for marketing, learning in marketing, it, keep it con- continuity there. So it's just a Mind Green TV. You can find me on there. Awesome. Well, it was great to have you in studio. Now you know where it is. Yes. We'll have you back this again. This is sweet. And uh, great to see you walking around the stadium, too. So yeah. I know Husker fans will be excited to see your face around here a lot more. Appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to sitting down with you again here soon. Oh, for sure. Start with esports, end with football. Start with football, end with esports. Whatever we do. I love it. I love it. Fun. All right, for Ramon Green, I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Make sure, you, make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.